0: Hello, my name is Sarah, and I'm the moderator for today's call. The topic for today is landing page optimization, how businesses achieve breakthrough conversion by synchronizing value proposition and page design. I'd now like to introduce to you Dr. Flint McLaughlin. Okay, Sarah, thank you. It's good to have you back. Sarah was in the U.K. recently, and uh, she's back here at our offices in Florida. And I will be in the U.K. actually in a week or two. So Here we are with this topic of landing page optimization. It is a hot topic always, but we're going to look at it today in a different way. We have been studying value proposition in detail. We've written about it. We've pioneered a way to measure the force of a value proposition, and force might be thought of as an element related to the appeal, the individual appeal of a value proposition. I would add that the stronger the force level, the more likely you're going to see a serious um, return on your marketing investment. And we want to take some of the things we've been learning from those studies and apply them to two key elements and a very specific problem called disruption. Now, professional marketers have long known how essential it is to have a unique and compelling value proposition and how critical it is to be able to express it concisely marketers must also understand how to protect landing pages against really the number one threat to conversion, and that is slight flow disruption. I'll talk about this more in a moment when we look at one of the formulas that marketing experiments has developed, but I just want to suggest to you that you could argue that the single most important reason why why pages have problems in conversion, while prospects, Failed to convert to customers has really to do with value proposition. I think many of us think of value proposition as one of the elements, when in fact it's one of the most significant elements. So in this clinic, we're going to reveal how this this problem, this site flow disruption, can hurt you on multiple levels, much uh, in much more depth than simply what you say in your greeting text. And uh, so let's just drill down. And to begin with, let's go to uh, the formula that we're working on. So, you will see here a very familiar formula for marketing experiments. It's a conversion formula. The probability of conversion is a factor of the motivation of the users coming into the channels, the clarity of the value proposition, the incentives to continue through the process, the friction within the process, and the anxiety experienced in the process. Uh, this can actually be quantified and solved mathematically, but it's also a superb illustration for designing your way forward through a, a process and achieving maximum conversion. The numbers you see, the, the, the coefficients 4 and 3 and 2 and so on, just really are relative, as, relative to the importance of each of these factors. And you can see that the clarity of the value proposition is extremely important. It borders between three and four itself. Now, there's a difference between the value proposition and the expression of the value proposition. On the one hand, it's critical that you actually have a value proposition, and I can tell you that most companies do not. They're thriving on pockets of ignorance or surviving on pockets of ignorance, and uh, and if you do have a value proposition, it's still not enough unless you've communicated it properly. And I would suggest for you that many of us need to go back and study our value proposition. It's the difference between applying significant force and uh, applying significant skill. And you need to think it through. It'll have a s- just a... S- an amazing impact on your entire process. We'll talk more about it. we're going to get very visual in a moment. We're going to look at examples of what to do and what not to do. But bear with me just at the front end, because I need to lay just a bit of theory down here to help you. Essentially, the value proposition is a critical factor in determining whether a customer buys from you or not. And after identifying this compelling value proposition, you've got to ensure that you express it through your sales process, but not just in the beginning, on every single page of your process, in a clear, in a consistent, and in a compelling way. And if you can eliminate disruption through the process, you can maximize conversion. So let's talk about this in a very specific way. Let's look at a definition I'm shocked how many times I've asked an audience what the value proposition is and listened to them try to articulate it and discover they just don't know how to even identify it properly. I'm even more shocked how many companies I've asked, what is your value proposition? And they give me back an anemic answer. Please know this. Your value proposition is essentially an expression of the primary reason, that's very important, why the ideal prospect, not the whole world, the people you serve best, should purchase from you rather than your competitor. You may match them on every point or dimension of value except one, but in one dimension of value, you need to exceed them. This secures your points in the market. This is the reason you deserve to exist. If you're not the best choice, certain group of customers, what are you doing? Are you just hoping to deceive them? Are you hoping to capture them before they discover who the best choice really is? if we spent more time building our value propositions than we did on marketing our poor value propositions, we would uh, achieve more significant results and we might even sleep better. So think about this and then think about it as it connects to site slight, slight flow disruption. I, I want to say to you that this term is something we coined, site flow disruption, and frankly it connects to the value proposition point and I'm going to assume something on the call. I'm going to assume that every single... Marketer here, represents a a company or a product with a solid value proposition. So with that in mind, let's talk about the problem you may have in communicating the value proposition, not in discovering. When there is not a good match between expectation and presentation, potential customers are interrupted by an inconsistent experience. This is what we call site flow disruption. And let's kind of look at how this applies in a given case. So here's a site. And look at the search in the Google box. You type in the word fix your credit. You then see the ad word. Notice the ad word as it points down there to the left margin where it says fix credit. There's the ad in Google AdWords. Notice the wording, credit report, report repair, restoration, education. Ask about R and it goes on. Now, move your eyes to the right on the slide, and you'll see an actual uh, example of this. And what is the problem that we're seeing? Well, I would suggest to you that most consumers expect a credit agency to be a large professional organization. It needs to convey trust. It needs to convey authority particularly in an industry which is plagued with bad reputation. But when you come to this site, not only does it fail to truly express its unique value proposition or work you through uh, a sense or, of, of trust, it really, it really interrupts the flow of your expectation because you come to this single landing page and are immediately given a request to provide your name and last name, and you do it in a context in terms of design that just doesn't communicate a trustworthy, significant organization. Now, I don't know these people, and I certainly don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. We drew this site from the Internet as part of our research, looking at an example of a situation where your search term flows through to your ad, flows through to your landing page, and there is an extreme disruption. This is an example of extreme disruption. The question is, do you believe that this company could repair, restore your credit, or educate you about your credit? And what is there on this page that's going to really make you believe that? I mean, there is a headline. It's in a poor color. In fact, the entire page is in poor color. It's in a poor design. And there's nothing to substantiate anything that's being said on this page. In this case, there is a disruption. The design elements on the page fail to convey either the implied or the stated value proposition. Keep going. So, Once on your landing page, the user must feel that you're expressing a consistent, and this is important, continuous value proposition. And this has to occur through every page. If you break it, you disrupt it. If you disrupt it, you lose it. Let's look at another example. In this example, a reference book publisher seeks to increase the rate of new subscriptions by offering a free trial. Now, the real problem is not on this page. It's on the page that follows. But there's a lot that's wrong with this. I am joined now by a number of my researchers. I'm not sure how many are on here, maybe 15 or 20. Uh, Jimmy Ellis, our director of optimization, is one of the researchers that worked on this project. I think uh, Gabby Diaz also did. And I tell you as you look at it that essentially you have a problem here in the IPATH. Now, you might not connect IPATH and value proposition, but hopefully you will before we're done today. In fact, I think if you capture this and really think about it, it'll make you go back and think about your site in a different way. I've noticed an evolution on the Internet. I've noticed that we're all starting to think about conversion and we're all starting to think about testing, but we typically are getting small incremental gains associated with simply uh, making a small change to an existing process. We haven't really stepped back and thought about our conversion in a revolutionary kind of way. We're not doing radical redesigns. And, uh, I, I, I think you've got to consider that if the average retailer offline had a hundred people in restore and one of them purchased or two of them purchased, he would not consider that a good result. Now I know there's some differences, but part of our problem is that we need to just think on a deeper level about what's going on on our site. And I'm going to try to help you through that kind of process before this is over with. But if you'll just look at this example, um, there's some problems. The, the red line here represent primary path on the page, and it goes from the headline right to the strong images and back down to the free trial buttons. But the headline fails to communicate the value proposition. Customers, this is very important, do not know what they are receiving before they see the free trial button. And there's no button in the customer's eye path through the copy. You have to go to the right of the copy, outside of the eye path, to find the button. The right column contains the free trial offer, and it's, it's, it's in the wrong place. So we're already starting to have a problem, okay? This page is already starting to lose potential customers. But let's look at what happens when they happen to click on that button, that's where you see the real disconnect. Jimmy Ellis, would you answer me as soon as you're off mute? If you can talk to you, okay, Jimmy. I'm going to let you talk about this with me for just a moment, okay? Uh, I know that you were involved with Gabby and others on this, but I think you oversaw the process. I'd like you to talk about some of the problems. Now, I, I will say this again to you: whether you're a, whether you're in a subscription business or you're in the e-commerce business, listen to this now because what's occurred is a designer and whatever marketer has worked on the page and it's put together. They went to a conference. They heard give the people as many payment options as you possibly can. They heard something like that really improves conversion and you know what it does. Except that they took that that kind of thinking and did an incremental change to their page, but they did not think more deeply beneath the process and examine what's happening in the expectation flow of the prospect who they are trying to convert to a customer. They just did not get the holistic understanding. Here's why. Here's how. Jim, explain.
1: Sure. So on this page, here's where the customer came from. The previous page said, uh, start my free trial or take the free trial. So the customer's expectation is to see something about activating or starting their free trial. So when you get to this page, uh, at the very top of the page, that blue bar says, Subscription Service Registration. Um, they're not getting a subscription service. They just want to activate their free trial. It's all about making all, every element on this page ooze seven day free trial or free trial. So the first mistake is that top header says subscription service registration. The headline includes start your seven day free trial, but then goes into uh, special offers. Well, well, what is this other special offer saving you 15% when, when you just want to start your free trial? They don't want this special offer. They just want to get the free trial so they can use your
0: product. Jimmy, let me stop you right there. Jimmy, let me just okay. stop you right there. It's too important what you just said. I, again, this is an example of, of the wrong level of thinking. Someone here recognizes that we need to incentivize people. Someone here is trying to give them an incentive. But where they've located the incentive creates site flow, disruption. You're now asking me to save a percentage, but how am I saving money on something that's already supposed to be free? Yep. My guard is coming up, and it's getting harder and harder to convince me to give you my name and especially my credit card. Keep going, Jimmy.
1: Absolutely. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch over to the left-hand side of the elements that you see. There are credit card images on this page. Why are, are there credit card images that instantly say? Uh, there's something. There's some. They're going to charge me for something when I'm just trying to activate a free trial. Um, moving back down in the middle again, you have three options for the subscription. Well, what? Why do I have to select an option for the subscription when I just want to activate? Once again, want to activate my free trial. Uh, and then you go down the page and, and there's a submit button, but nothing. Besides a few mentions of the free trial, uh, every single thing else basically gives you the impression that something is paid. You have to select your your subscription option. These are the amounts, the dollar amounts. I mean, you don't want to see a bunch of dollar amounts. You don't want to see the complex stuff or other offers. You just want to activate your free trial and get going on the product. So uh, in terms of this page, almost everything is counterintuitive. It, it does not follow the uh, the objective of the page, which is, should be to, to activate your free trial or to continue communicating the the value of that free trial to the customer.
0: Now, please understand this. We're not saying that you, you, you don't talk about money. That always creates friction, and friction yep. is necessary to the sale. It's just you want a minimal amount of friction. What's happened here is, is the whole page is about money. It's not about free, and it's not about the product. It's not about what you get. It's about what you've got to give, and you lose people, and uh, it's uh, – it's really quite dramatic in terms of its impact on conversion. Even the button itself, uh, Jimmy said it's submit, and submit's the wrong wording. Look at it. It should say, start your free trial. Think about this if you're marketing right now with your own landing page. You've got to understand the expectation that begins in the mind of the customer with the first entry point into the channel – so let's suppose they're thinking, I, I'm looking for an information source so I can provide, uh, you know, this, uh, let's say, uh, critical information that my family might need for medical reasons. Uh, I want to have access. Uh, you know, my daughter's got this sickness, and I just want to find, I, I'm just making this up. Homeopathic remedies for common problems. And, you're, and so you, you start a search. You probably didn't think when you went into this channel, I want to find a, a service that I can subscribe to and pay money to every month so I can get homeopathic remedies. Now, once you understand that initial thinking, you've got to then move them incrementally in keeping with their expectations down to the point where they are willing to exchange some information to you, perhaps even a credit card number. Everything you do should be designed, every step from within the channel. Let's talk about the ad they see and its headline and the body copy and the domain name in the ad, if it's an ad word. All of that's got to drive them to a page where they meet a headline that continues to to express to them this this need for uh, or this expectation is being met. And now you take that expectation and you almost inch it along all the way up to the point of, okay, I'll give you my credit card number. This must be done subtly. It must be done with honesty. And it cannot... Involves significant disruptions. You know what causes the disruptions? It's almost, and I know this sounds different than perhaps what you've read in some of the marketing materials, but the moment marketers become selfish, they hurt their own conversion. You've got to think through the mind, through the position, through the needs of this person coming into your site, And it's very hard to do, because we're wired to think about our own interests. But that's what happens in our design, and it creates a significant problem. So this company has a value proposition, and they have a free trial offer, but they just didn't communicate it effectively. There were several sources of disruption to the conversion process. All of this, everything I've said thus far, every word should add up to a single question. I hope that's the question in your mind right now. How can we... Protect ourselves against site flow disruption. John, just switch that back out and type that in properly. So, how can we protect ourselves against site flow disruption? We're going to fix a typo that we see in this presentation. Essentially, there are two key factors that you need to understand. And uh, I'd like to help you with those. There are two sources of disruption, if you can capture what they are, if you, can, if you can be aware of their threat to your conversion process, then really all you need to do is minimize or eliminate them. And so I, I think that's going to take the entire balance of our time together. We're going to actually look at real studies, real examples, and focus on how to keep these two factors from causing a site flow disruption problem. So here are the two. The first is discontinuity, and the second is incongruence. Now, let's talk about discontinuity. Failure to ensure each step of the site conversion process either states or supports the value proposition. When we're done, I hope, when we're done, that you think completely differently about value proposition and what it is, and I'll explain more as we proceed. If If you don't capture this more holistic understanding of value proposition, your, your site is in danger. Your conversion is threatened. The second problem is incongruence. Now, this is different. Uh, you might think of discontinuity as, as the linear process of moving from channel through the site. You might think of uh, incongruence in a more holistic way. It's, it's the failure to ensure that all elements of the page are consistent with one another in stating or supporting the value proposition. That comes down to everything from your design features, your colors, your fonts, your images, every aspect of this let me explain that in more in more detail in both of the previous examples the clarity of the value proposition was diminished by failing to consistently express it throughout the conversion process now you need to understand that because you need to recognize that a value proposition is stated by more elements than the text that you use at the top of your site in your banner or as a part of your logo, it is stated by the color you choose. It is stated by the, this, the design style. It is stated by the font you select. It is stated by the iPath the itself. Every aspect of a marketing document must communicate the value proposition. By the way, one of the most horrific errors we make is we communicate value, value, value right up to the order process and then we just hit them with forms. And at that moment, we, we stop inching them forward with promise of value and instead try and – I guess we assume they're just going to fill out the form. That's why we lose 30 to 50% of our orders in the basket. You need to understand something else that's important, and that is that every time you ask a prospect to take action, you imply a value proposition. Every time. Now I see questions coming in and someone just asked what's the second source of disruption, Drew. I'm going to explain and we'll drill down over that repeatedly so you'll get it. But every time you ask a prospect to take action, you imply a value proposition. You understand that there's the main value proposition of your site and then there is the individual propositions associated with every sub-step you ask someone to take. For instance, every single button on your site in some form or another expresses a value proposition. It is saying, you invest a click and I'll give you something in return. If it doesn't give you anything worthwhile or appealing enough in return, then you're likely not going to click. When we think about button text, we need to think about value proposition. We need to think about what we call sub-value propositions. Those are the smaller value propositions that support the main one, like getting someone, say, to give you their email address. Or to register for a, and I don't like the word register because it doesn't communicate any value whatsoever. But uh, without using the word on my marketing collateral, the, the word register as a as a function of getting them to, you know, subscribe, for instance, to your, to your journal or your email letter. You understand. Every time you ask the customer to do something, you're engaging a value proposition. You just may be doing it badly. You may be doing it without helping them see clearly why they will gain more by complying with your request than refusing it. Unless you're doing that, unless you're thinking through their perspective, you're going to miss opportunity. So it's not limited to a single sentence declaration. It's every element of your site, explicitly or implicitly. Now let's drill down. All right, so here's an example. We're talking about discontinuity. Remember, we had two, discontinuity and incongruence. So, I'm looking right now at the concept of discontinuity, and I'm looking at an example, and I'd like you to start to see what the problem is. Look at the Google ad at the top left. Don't consolidate yet. Lower your debt by 50 to 75% without consolidation. Get a free quote now. Now, please look at the blow-up of the landing page. So you click on the Google ad, which, you know, obviously the advertiser just spent money. You click. He pays. You visit. What's the first word you see? Debt consolidation. Free from debt in 36 months. I I don't think it takes a lot of uh, explanation on our end to show you how that creates site disruption it's it's discontinuity. So, think about that now. And let's look at another example. Now let's look at incongruence. Here you have a problem. You can investigate, know, and be safe by accessing this information that's provided here that law enforcement professionals and private investigators use without paying, you know, commercial prices for the information. This is kind of an implied value proposition. This is not the way they'd say it, but I just want you to get a sense of it. Now, though you have that as the value proposition when you came into the site, if you look closely at the site, it really doesn't support that value proposition very well. It doesn't look official enough. It doesn't match your perception of what this type of site ought to be. The headline does not convey really the professional quality service. The color scheme does not feel properly. The image looks like stock photography. It's just not congruent. Now, it's not bad, and it's a successful business, and it it, it works well enough that they were doing okay, and eventually we saw very significant improvements for this group. But what I'd like to do is just show you one of the ways that we tried to express congruence. Uh, this version uses the red, white, and blue color scheme very uh, uh, importantly the American flag the mention of law enforcement professionals in the headline uh, actually the black and white photograph works better than the color photographs uh, it's, I could go on and go on but the bottom line is, and particularly if you see the entire page there's more congruence here with the essence of the value proposition so go to the next uh, slide. What you'll see is the two designs tested against each other, and the official offer went up 3.03% immediately. Now, there were much more substantial improvements, but that's an immediate lift. That's that's a $350,000 a year increase in revenue from one small test that only cost, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars. Now, by the way, once you get that, then you begin doing your radical... You know, redesign test clusters. If you've had our online testing or our landing page certification course, we get into more depth. How you respond? How you how do you turn 12.64 percent into 90 percent or 100 uh, percent? There's a there's a way you do that. There's a protocol for that. Uh, just to answer you, Rachel, on your question, um, if you're, you're a subscriber to the journal, we'll be sending this entire presentation out via uh, an issue of the journal. You can also get some information like this from the compendium that we have, which has all of the research over the last 12 months kind of organized around a blueprint. Uh, that sounded like a commercial, I'm afraid, Rachel, but it, I hope, hopefully that answers your question. Journal's free, and all the research on our site is free, so you can get to it that way. Go on to the next uh, slide. So remember the second example at the beginning of the session? Uh, you'll, you'll recognize in a moment. Let's look at it more closely now and apply these principles of congruence and continuity. Not this. You see the not this column on the left-hand side? That column expresses the, the the original page that we looked at, the one that had so much trouble. And then you'll see the corrected version, but this. Look at the difference in headlines. Get unlimited access to all 32 volumes, etc., etc. We've, we've blanked out the name. The page looks a little uglier because we, we haven't wanted to reveal the company's name. And uh, we're just trying to be gracious to them. But it's extremely clear what you're doing. It's extremely clear what you're getting. It focuses on the free aspects, and it lets you activate. It does bring up the cost, but it only gives you one pricing option, and it emphasizes right next to it that you're saving lots of money. Moreover, uh, it really emphasizes that this is a risk-free. Risk-free is a great word when you're using free trial, because it emphasizes free, 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 free. And look at the difference in the button. Get instant access now. See, we believe that button is, a, is an example of what you'd call a sub-value proposition. The main value proposition is to get all this information at, at your fingertips, you know, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this, the, the sub-value proposition is the one that makes you basically decide to click the button. And what we're trying to do in that button is not say register now, you know. Uh, we're trying to tell you to get instant access. Isn't that what you want? Get it instant access, and it even is redundant. Uh, you know, my, my proofreader, Frank Green, would not like the redundancy here. Instant access now. What's the word now on there for? Bad grammar. Good conversion. That's a left hook and a right cross, all in one button. All right, so let's continue. We're going to study it in a little bit more detail. Uh, Jimmy, I'll let you just explain. This is the earlier version, and we'll look at the next version, and then we're going to continue on. Ahead,
1: um, yeah, actually, this is interesting because <laughs> we ended up running multiple tests with this group, and uh, we actually eliminated this this page, but there, the elements of this, this page still hold up very well. So you'll immediately see that in the top header we, we changed the uh, registration process copy to free trial activation. So what we're doing is we're communicating uh, the free trial activation through the entire process, even when we're giving them the options to continue after the trial, um, we're, we're still basically everything feels like free trial. So at the top, and, and the headline, in case you decide to continue after your free trial, we are super, super clear in terms of laying out this offer and the way that the uh, free trial activation works. Um, and even with the subtext, uh, there is no risk cancel at any time during your free trial, and basically you're selecting which option that you prefer after uh, if you continue past your trial period then once again, set up your free access. The value proposition in that button alone uh, works extraordinarily well, getting them to the next step because they literally will be creating their username and password to use on the site, uh, which once again emphasizes what they're going to get, not what they're going to give. Um, in the left navigation, we remove those credit card images because uh, it's just reemphasizing that it's a paid offer when – it really is a free trial. You do get seven days risk-free, but we do require a credit card up front to activate your trial. So that's just the way that this particular offer works. But the, the way these elements work together uh, really has a significant impact on conversion.
0: Yeah, and and if you just want to see what the results are. By the way, if you're a retailer and you're saying, wow, this is exciting, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm in the, I've am got an e-commerce retail operation and 6,000 products, how does this apply to me? Hang in there. i got something for you coming. click on the slide ahead, here's the results. There's the control version, there's the optimized version. You can see by the way what occurred. It's it's pretty remarkable the difference is 103 percent. So think about this. If you're this group and uh, you're making five hundred thousand dollars a month. You just started, uh, theoretically. Theoretically, assuming you, this, it, it, the, nothing dramatically changes in the market. But you essentially just got you just went you just grew to a million dollars a month, and you didn't spend any more on marketing. It's it's really <laughs> it's really remarkable about what you can do if you can get this higher proposition working properly. By the way. Even though it's better, you see it's only still at 0.83%. That's why we eventually eliminated that and continued to do this, and still are, actually. Improving, improving, improving. That's what that's what you have to do. Um, keeping all that in mind, uh, I'm going to start to do something else with you. I, I want to do a review, and then I want you to start submitting domains. I've got one ready. Uh, let me just tell you, if you're a retailer, standing by, and Jan... Uh, you compelled us with your request. In a moment, we're going to look at your site. Uh, And uh, in a moment, we're going to actually take that site and talk about it per your request. And I'm going to be asking you that are on the line right now if you'd like us to see how well your site is communicating value proposition in terms of congruency and in terms of uh, continuity to start submitting domain names. I'm watching. Okay, and uh, while I'm doing that, I want to take you back and just review five key principles. So let's review these. These seem simple. A lot of times you get two or three principles at the end of some kind of presentation, and they're really not that actionable, and they're obvious. But actually, I looked at these and thought about them for a long time as our team developed them, and I said, you know, this is solid. Do this, and you can really get results. Understand, number one, that every time you ask a customer or a prospect to take action, you imply a a value proposition. Number two, There's two dangerous forms of disruption, discontinuity and incongruence. And they can keep customers from responding to your value proposition. Number three, ensure each step of the site conversion process either states or supports the value proposition. Number four, ensure all elements of the page are consistent with one another in either stating or supporting the value proposition. Number five, eliminate disruption and you can maximize conversion. So keep these principles in mind, and now let's apply them. With that, we're going to take uh, a company and draw them up. We've never talked to these people before, but they're listeners. We really value the people that log in here to our lines. And if you find today helpful, well, we'd really appreciate it if you tell someone else about it. We don't charge for these, and, uh, but we spend a lot of money and a lot of time getting ready for them. So any, the more people you tell, uh, perhaps the more people we can all help. We really should form a community of people who care about our conversion and about online testing experimentation. I'm hoping over the years that this community will continue to grow and solidify as we, as we really try to help each other. I, I honestly think our biggest issue is not our competitors. Uh, we lose by default. There's just enough that we should be doing <laughs> ourselves to improve. I I tell you that about market experiments. The last thing I ever think about is competitors. I don't know who does what we do, actually. And in reality, I just want to keep discovering what works, and I have a feeling that will take care of everything else. So let's please look now at inner health, and uh let's talk about it for just a moment. So there is one thing you have to think about with regards to your competitor, and I think it's something that will be important when you look at this site, and that is uh she is, or this website, is offering a product that may be unique, but it feels like, one of those many thousands of websites that offer similar products. So something must be done to distinguish you from them. Jimmy, I'm going to let you look at this page, give me your comments, and then I'm going to comment. I'm going to put you on the clock so we can help people that are submitting their domains. In fact, let me look at some of the domains coming in. OneGreatFamily.com And uh, 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 while I talk, you look at some of these domains, okay? And then in the meantime, I will look at uh, the, you know, the domain that you've looked at, we'll kind of both be kind of picking some sure. good people to think about for now, Jimmy, just give us a three minute synopsis of what you think could be done to improve this, now here's a fair warning to everybody on the phone, we, we can't make you money unless, we, unless we're critical we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings but rather than spend a lot of time with disclaimers, we're just going to get to the heart of what's wrong with these sites so that we can give you the most information in the shortest period of time, go ahead Jimmy
1: Sure. So my first question is, what is the value proposition uh, of the product or the product on the site? And Right now, the only thing that I see is I see the nice product images on the, on the top, and it goes to Intermax is your one-stop source for health and immune system support. But but how do you prove that? How do you justify that? One-stop, what do you mean? Is, is it a product selection? How many products do you have on the site? How many different areas? How many different uh, common problems or symptoms or remedies that do you provide? Give me something substantial that, that tells me you really are instead of – you're telling me you are instead of showing me you are. So if you had a clearly defined value proposition, which is what I'm not seeing on the site right now, that is what I would communicate through the site or even on this page. But even with the product on the page, my first question is, how does coconut milk powder help me? How does Enter, enter Food and Coconut uh, Powder Combo help me to talk top, top right product. The bottom left, biosimilarian IA247 combo. There is nothing on this page right now that is convincing me to dig deeper or learn more. That the only, most likely, if this site and this page is having success, it's because it's dealing with a source of traffic that already knows they're looking for coconut milk powder or enter food, coconut powder or inner enter food or enter health products. For anyone that is newer, a little bit less qualified, not your super qualified customers, it is thing to compel them to dig deeper, learn more, or try any of these products. Um, The most compelling thing I see on the site is your left nav, uh, the top ten ways to keep from getting sick and having more energy. That is the most compelling headline I see on air, and it's for email capture. I bet you the email capture uh, does relatively well, even though it's located uh, over there on the left-hand side. Um, Besides that, I don't have much more to work with because I don't know I don't know what the value proposition of these products are, and I, I can't craft one unless I really dig deep into the site and the products and how they benefit you.
0: Now you understand that Jimmy and I could talk about colors. Jimmy and I could talk about the font choice uh, and the color of the fonts themselves uh, the, 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 there's a, and a number of other issues, for instance uh, the image at the top too large you're, you're just losing you could accomplish the same impact without all that real estate being used to show us these images. There's much we could say. The iPath in the site is weighted evenly instead of properly through here, but the big issue of our focus today is value proposition, and I think it was Jan. I I don't have that. There's so many uh, comments coming in that I can't keep. It's a long, long list here on my screen, but but if it was you, Jan, uh, or whoever it is that submitted this particular page, let me just say this. The number one problem with this page is pretty much connected to what Jimmy just said, it's not clear. the page does not, in the first few seconds, answer this question. Here's the question you've got to answer, Jen. Why should I let's assume I'm a potential customer? Why should I buy from you rather than any other competitor online, at least online now if if you don't if you can imply the answer to that question in your headline or right there in your subheader then you've got something. Your headline either has to stop and get their attention or it has to, and frankly that's its first role, and its second role then is to drive them into the text beneath it. A headline, very few people know how to craft a headline properly. That's what you need, and it needs to be supported. Once you've made that statement, every aspect on this page needs to support your answer to that question. Now I'll venture to say there's something you know about your product that I don't know. But the problem is Customers coming to your site don't know either. Now, surely there must be a subsegment that does, but we've got to assume they don't and make this page tell. If that helps you, would you send a note to me? Jim, you want to say something? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to add, you know, when you talked about the other elements like colors and layout and styles and stuff like that, what happens to those things is that without the value proposition to support it, they have very minimal, very minimal, minimal effects on conversion or, or any type of metric or goal that you have for the site. Um, so basically you you're, we've had a bunch of these web conferences. and one we talked about, like patching up bad pages or bad models, that's what that would be. You're going to try to patch up um, a site without a value proposition using other techniques that are, are not going to contribute to your long-term success of the company or the page or whatever goal you're
0: looking forward to. Okay, Uh, I'm going to keep going. We're going to move to someone else. We have a few minutes left, and we're just going to keep hitting them as fast and as hard as we can. And uh, let us know if these things are helping you. Uh, We may pick a site, look at it for a second, and just click off of it, because we don't have time to even screen the sites first. So uh, let's go uh, leave that one available. No, leave that one. I'm going to come back there. Uh, I want to move to a site over here. So, John, I'm going to have you help me. John, John's assisting me today. I'm standing at a podium, and he's standing at a podium next to me, with, and we're looking at, I don't know, eight, eight nine, maybe ten monitors. John, I want you to pull uh, one of these. Jim, do you have any you recommend?
1: No, I, I uh, can't actually see those ones coming up. It's in. too
0: hard to keep up with them. All right, so let, let, let's, just add, let's just take one without pre-screening at all. Let's go to, by the way, Stephen, uh, I, I may go to your site. I have it up. Stand by. I want to go to a different kind of example right now. Let's see what OneGreatFamily.com is. That's submitted by someone, by Chad. So we're going we're to paste that and visit that site right now. And uh, I think I'm looking here. I think I've got another one lined up. But let's go to OneGreatFamily.com. Now, we've never been here. I don't know what I'm about to see. I don't know what the product is. The more your domain can do to communicate the nature of the product, the stronger your offering is actually going to be. It's very important that you think about that. All right, so here we are. I'm there. I see a summer promotion. My my home, the world's largest online family tree. Okay. Uh, uh, to be very honest with you, I don't know what's... Uh, there's a load time issue, but the summer promotion that's popping up right now is interfering with the rest of the hard work of the page you should be able to see that we can't see what's above the time left. And I can guarantee you that many people will click off the page immediately because that ad is in the way. If the page itself isn't doing a good job, why do you have a pop-up? I know it's not technically a pop-up, but it it functions as a pop-up. I mean, if the pop-up works, then integrate it into your page. And if it doesn't, what are you interfering with the customer experience for? Because what we just had was the first sign of what I would call site disruption. It occurred when I landed on that page, and because it blocked most of the page, I couldn't tell what it is you sell, what it is you offer, etc. And uh, it could hurt performance. Uh, With that in mind, I'm back on the page now. And uh, and everybody looking at this page, if you'll tell me quickly, start telling me what you would do differently. In fact, I'd like to have you, as fast as possible, write in what you think the value proposition is. Write it in my audience. What's the actual value proposition? Tell me more. It's got to be more than a sentence. I mean, it's got to be more than two words. It's a sentence. What's the value proposition? See, search for family tree, ancestor search, uh, virtual family tracking system. You're not giving me a value proposition, folks. You're, you're you're just you're just giving me a product description. What do I get? Why is this better? Why should I use this site? What is there about this that makes me stop looking everywhere else and say, I want to stay here and invest my time, my clicks, my energy, and possibly my money? Automatically search on your family tree. Start now for free. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, do you want to comment on this site? There's a lot of things they're doing. It's an attractive site, but I I see issues. Go ahead, Jimmy.
1: No, I see the same thing you're you're seeing is a bunch of confusion. For example, even even the copy automatically search on your family uh, search. I've never seen that term searching on your family, like search for your family, or you know, are, are, is this a system that helps you discover your your family tree? Is that what it needs to be saying? I'm not sure. But even the, okay, let's go to this intro image. Plant the seed, watch it grow, harvest the fruit. That has no meaning to a customer on this page looking for something about their family tree. I know it's, a, it's an analogy, it's a reference to a family tree, and there's nice, neat images and stuff like that, but I I have to read the text below it to get anything out of those three elements, and I, I'm not exactly sure until I mouse over and check it out. Basically, there's there's a lot of clicking and hunting that are going to have to go on before a customer is going to de- determine if they even want to start. The thing that looks easiest to me on this page, like I said, I'm not even... I'm not even sure how much this is, this is helping, but I'm just going through my, my sources of confusion. But the easiest thing to me looks like the ancestor search versus enter ancestor's last name, and it shows you the little tree that you can create. That's probably the most helpful, right? That section right there is probably the most helpful thing on here. And if that is what you're trying to get a customer to do, I would make that the entire home page is starting your search. And basically you'd have a headline or something that says, discover your family tree, You know, enter your first person name here or something along those lines. Or it's just super clear exactly what the customer what you want them to do and then the benefit we need to spell out why they want to do this. What are they searching for? Why are they entering their family their family tree? Is it a personal interest? Is there another value associated with this right now? I don't have a reason to I don't have a reason to go on the site and start start using the product.
0: Now now I'll say this guys I can see they spent a lot of money on the on the site. I, it, at least it appears that way to me. I can, I can see they've done several things that are correct independently, but necessarily don't work together as well as they would. It looks like a site that's been, I, not that you've multivariable tested it, but it looks like a site built by a multivariable test. And, and the reason I'll say that is, is, is several things. The top banner might work very well, but against the rest of banners, it just has banner blindness. Yeah. It, it doesn't stand out. I'd probably make it three-dimensional. The three elements underneath, I I like the animation, but I'll tell you what happens. They're confusing because they look like they are three ads competing with the top ad. I know they're steps or ways, but they don't feel like steps or ways because they're shaped like banners, and they fill the entire space. What the site is missing most of all is greeting text. There's no text on the site. I'm not talking about headlines. No one met me, introduced what the site does, told me why I should stay involved with it. And because of that, unless I've heard about you before, and I'm sure a lot of your visitors do and have, I'm not really sure what I'm getting. And frankly, the world's largest online family tree, it sounds good, but it doesn't exactly communicate. It, look, I'm interested in my family tree. My last name is McLaughlin. And I presented a big award, a bunch of things for my father. He's 74 years of age. and uh, But even with the things I've done, I'm not sure even that sentence says it clearly, what this benefit is to me. Now, Jimmy's right about ancestor search being a little bit clear, but what we're missing here is that direct connection and a clear statement of the value proposition. Nothing, nothing in here tells me why I should stay on this site as opposed to any other. In fact, I know what I'd do if I was conducting research, which I do all the time. I'd I'd grab this site because it looks attractive and professional enough. I'd drag it, a link to my desktop and then I'd look for six or seven other sites and I'd find the one which seemed to provide the greatest value then and I'd make my decision if I was a really serious researcher trying to figure out who I was going to use or what tool I was going to use. So perhaps that's of some small help to you. I think the celebrities is a great idea. I think it's powerful, but it's still not presented. The, the individual elements are all quite interesting, but they've not been put together in the best possible way. All right, so let's. Uh, we're running out of time. We're going to take somebody else, and uh, I, I see some good comments from our people. I see thoughts that you have, and I'm watching what you would do to improve the site. I think that's quite interesting. Uh, I I want to look at uh, freecreditreport.com. John, go for that, would you please? I don't know what this is. I, I assume I get a sense of it. The reason I'm picking it is it implies a value proposition, doesn't it? As much as possible, hear me on this, you want your domain name to imply the value proposition. Think about the long domain name, marketingexperiments.com. Do you see the value proposition that's automatically, if we'd have called it marketing tests, you'd have thought we tested products for marketing companies. But marketing experiments suggest something different than the average marketing group. We are different, but we used what we are and we integrated it so that what we are is essentially the value proposition and it makes sense then when you come to the site and it says discover what really works. You know, our value proposition is that because of everybody else's marketing advice, you need somebody out there who's actually testing it and tells you what's honestly what they discovered. So, in a sense we cannibalized all competition by the the more the more marketing groups out there, the more need for marketing experiments to actually run tests. That's what we do. Now, I'm looking at frequentreport.com. Is it not coming up? Or Okay. We may have to move on. We're having a load problem with that site. All right, if you have a load problem, if it's not, wait, it's starting to come now. If it's not our pipeline, I just suggest if this is your site, you better check your server and make sure it's loading properly because at this kind of load time, you're already losing much of your traffic. Part of the problem is the design of the site. I can see that immediately. Okay. Here we have Somebody trying to tell me your value proposition. More information, more accessible, more peace of mind, or more informative, more accessible. There's the beginning of clear statements of value proposition, but there's some there are some other problems. Jimmy, you want to comment? Um I'm still
1: looking at the page real quick.
0: Alright, let me let me speak while you're while you're thinking. Look at the left. See the see the light text on the dark background? Uh, it's difficult to read. On some browsers, you've got to understand it's that color, that blue displays in lots of different shades on different browsers. That's a bad way to try to talk to people. Uh, it looks to me like it's a disclaimer, and if it's a disclaimer, you're using too, too much space, too much value here. Uh, this is really vital real estate. Why are you putting a disclaimer ex- there? I know you've got to say that, And if there's a regulation that requires it to be located in that place, then I understand. Other than that, it's a colossal waste of key space. Now, if you don't want people to really pay much attention to it, then you've done the right thing in terms of the light color on the dark. But you certainly uh, have used really valuable space in a way that is not going to help you when it comes to when it comes to uh, uh, conversion. The other thing is The three-table approach at the top, more this, more that, more that, that, that's all very good. But what we've discovered over and over again is that people have a hard time processing three horizontal, equally accessible columns of information. And I'm not certain, even though it says those things, I'm just not certain it's clear enough as to why I would engage with your group. Get my free report now uh, and a whole lot more. I think a lot of people will click on the button. I think it would be better if you had a linear approach and you just told them clearly. I can't know until I click. I'm going to click now, and, Jimmy, I'm going to let you comment, but I, I think we should see the button.
1: Well, I already have. I already clicked through on my my browser. I already know what I would do. <laughs>
0: All right. What would you do, Jimmy?
1: Um, I mean, a big thing, for example, the, the wonderful thing is that the, the main name emphasizes why a customer would want to go here, the free credit report. And I am I, almost—I can almost guarantee all their ads are specific to free credit report. And, and the fact that it's free reduces a lot of friction and anxiety going through the process. So if I, on your homepage, I would embed this, the starting of the free credit report right on the homepage. There is no reason to make a customer click a button and go to this page uh, to get started. You, sh- you should just include it right on the homepage because that's why they came there in the first place. They're not going to be able to get a, a credit report without submitting some information. So that's inherent in the type of product that you have. Uh, I'd embed this form in a very simple, easy fashion to get the customer started on the first page. And then going back to what Flint said, you know that horizontal design, there's three columns. Um, typically what works better is a really good, strong headline and maybe three to five bullets that spell out the value of the product or how a credit report is gonna benefit the actual user. And then that they offer them for free uh, would probably be the sequence of information that I laid out on the page. Another thing would be, you know, show a graphic of the the report when they're done. Show, you know, if you get through this process and it shows you this, whether it's online or it's a PDF or whatever it is, show a graphic of that screen that shows you your credit report because then you get the visual confirmation of exactly what you get, uh, and then that that's a free report.
0: In fact, if you look at the second page, you have total site disruption. The value proposition just stopped being communicated. Yeah. Look, look at the next page. All I have is that, just what we've warned you, all I have is a form. Nothing on this page is communicating the value proposition. The button certainly isn't, and, uh, and all you're doing is asking me for information. Now, because you're doing a free product, you'll still get people through the process, but not as many if you, as, as you would if you reminded them of the value they're going to get by completing the information on this page. We're going to stop there and move on. We're almost done. We've got uh, maybe one minute left. Uh, I had another site up over here. And I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know that I can get to it in time. Let me see what I've got. Give us one second before you log off. Take a look at this site. This is uh, uh, CashInOnVoice.com. Are you using your authentic voice? Uh, I noticed uh, this is Stephen's site. I noticed a lot of things from our from our uh, previous clinics and research and what you've done here. And Stephen, I just would say this. Uh, See how he's saying, are you using your authentic voice? Look at, no one has this methodology. And look at the button, free authenticity assessment. Now, I don't think, Stephen's not one of our research partners, but I I recognize your name, Stephen. I know you're on every clinic, and I can see you've been using a lot of the information. Uh, I'm impressed with what you've got here. I would do some things differently. You need some bold text in this paragraph under no one has this methodology. You, I'm not sure... Exactly, and I think you start to do this in this first paragraph, but you need to be really clear, uh, and I think you're trying to do this, what it means to use your authentic voice and what benefit that's going to give you. I, I think you're trying to do that. I think I would probably juice up the graphic on the right-hand side of the authenticity test and score and do anything possible to make that really seem appealing. I'd be very interested in knowing what your conversion is from this page to the next and from this page to completion. I just did a test on a site like this uh, called ThinkingCraft or actualme.com. All right, I, I want to stop there. Time is running out. I am very grateful for everyone who has uh, been with us today. I hope that this uh, free um, webinar has been helpful for you. We've engaged a lot of people in our research to get it done. I'd love to hear from you before you log off, but you tell us if you found this helpful. I looked at a detailed report prepared by my staff today that took every comment over the last multiple months. It classified them into categories. It counted your suggestions. It counted the positive versus the negative responses, and it, you know, in typical marketing experiments fashion, generated graphs and lines and helped me understand, you know, a sense of how helpful we are being to this marketplace, and at least the value that's perceived by the most important people in the, in the process, and that's you. So if you'll take a moment and tell us if you liked it today and if it was helpful, I'd, I'd truly appreciate it. We're going to be back in two weeks with more data that we hope will help you uh, improve your marketing results. Thank you for your trust.